When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. The older you get, the quicker Friday morning comes around. Chris Nelson, good morning to you. It How sure are you? Does. It sure does, Mark. Good morning to you. It's great to have you back in the studio again. It's been a long time. Oh, that's time. right. I wasn't here last week. Oh, I was no. at home and tried because my grandson had tested positive for COVID. So. Before that, you were away and I was away. I, was so a, I didn't realise that. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, when you thanks. walked in the door this morning, I thought uh, it was just like yesterday. Just like old times. And then you didn't get me a coffee and I thought, <laughs> now I remember why um, I've but, enjoyed the last five weeks. Pip got me one. I organised Pip, Pip to make no, you one because you, yeah. I felt bad. Anyway, Pip has done a wonderful job making me a yes. coffee this morning um, after breakfast with Pat and Heels. And um, so Patty's cooked now, so hopefully he'll be back on Monday. At my request, she's put six sugars in there too, so you'll enjoy that. Okay. Now, I'm a little bit uh, – because I don't have sugars. Chris has about 13. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't feel um, buoyant today. I don't feel jubilant today being Friday. What's that? The Herovian. Oh, I know. The People's Horse has been retired. He has. Yeah. He and a couple of others. It's been a, a bit of a week for retirements. Crone and Miami Flies. Well, they were part of my news for the week, but you've just um, covered that oh. nice and early, so I won't have to touch on that. But, yeah, the Herovian. Well, no, we gone. can go into more detail a little bit later if you want. Well, we're going to speak to Trent Edmonds very yep. shortly, and he can tell us all about the Herovian, the reasons for that. Uh, Crone and Miami Flies, uh, just injuries there, and they don't want to risk the health and and, and the breeding side of those horses going forward. So to the uh, to the paddock they go or to the, uh, what do you say, to the breeding barn they go. Obviously not the Herovian. Where he ends up, I don't know. He'll, he'll be looking. Yeah, show horse looking, or something like that. Up. Tommy, so he'll have him up on the As property. the Herovian goes into the sunset, a new people's horse is arriving with Shelby 66. Yeah, how good is that, that story? Yeah. That's just a great story and takes on the likes of uh, – of Nature Strip and Eduardo in uh, at Ramwick tomorrow on, a, on another heavy track, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But talking to uh, Tommy Hackett outside, we were talking about this, the tracks in Sydney all through the carnival, and he, he made a really good point. One thing is at least we haven't – the form's been there all along. Yeah. They've been wet tracks all along, so you haven't had to worry about dry tracks to wet tracks and horses handling it. Oh, they handle it or they don't, and you know straight up. So yeah. it's not that bad. What were your highlights from the week? Well, my highlights from last week, Mark, and you'll know all about this one – Number one was the win of the two-year-old Steady Ready in the first race. The weapon. Doom and how good the was weapon. that? The weapon. Matty Sears told us it <laughs> yeah. was a weapon. Yeah. yeah. And, and they... you, you once again, like you were with the Herovian, doubt, 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 doubt. When did doubt. I doubt that? You said, oh, it was – because one by 13 lengths is trial, yeah, yeah. and you said, oh, it was only a trial. No, I, said, I just yeah, said you overse- don't know how yeah, much. No, the, the doubt. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> and I said, you don't win anything by 13 lengths if you're not good. Well – Right, and you doubted, but no, anyway, I'm doubt. used to that. You did. I didn't. You knock. did. I'm used to it. But anyway, it was a query. On. Yeah, the weapon. 
was a weapon. The weapon was certainly a weapon. Yeah. And great to see a two-year-old just go flat out from the outset like they used to in days gone by and just run their rivals into the ground. He ran time, uh, one by five and three-quarter lengths, and looking forward to seeing him again. I don't know where that's where? going to be. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, but, that's uh, the thing, isn't it? So yeah. that was a highlight. I get that, yep. Uh, number two was Gypsy Goddess's run at Newcastle on Monday. Of course, that meeting was held over from... Saturday uh, at Rose Hill, Rose Hill on yeah. Saturday. It was still pretty wet at Newcastle, but Gypsy Goddess in a race where she got too far back and was never going to win. She still ran on well into third for Willie Pike, and she'll go off to the uh, the Oaks, which is next Saturday. So that's okay. that's a good pipe opener for her. So I think she'll she'll take a lot of benefit from that. And my other highlight. Now I know you were telling me how you've got guests on the uh, on the Darling Download, and every time oh, you have a guest, this, wanna, this would want to be the highlight. You yeah, have a guest yeah. every time you have yeah. a guest. They ride a winner or yeah. two. Well, we had Jimmy Orman on one of our shows, uh, the Betfair Queensland Edge, last week. Jimmy Orman, he's flying at the moment. 15 winners out of his last 52 rides, seven seconds, six thirds. He's riding winners now for Tony Golan, Rob Heathcote, Chris Waller. So he really is going well. So, And he's a terrific bloke. He's on the show regularly. So that was a highlight for me. Well, we did it again, the Darling oh, Downlow. We're on every Saturday morning, myself and Sammy Highland. Luke Dittman, give us a wave. Mm-hmm. He came on at late notice um, and replied within 20 seconds that he'd come on the show. I thought it was because he was a very polite young man, uh, which he is. He is. Yeah. yeah. But he knew. <laughs> Set race two, his first ride of the day. Thank you very much. Luke Dippman, give us a wave. Paid $12. Yeah. No, so he's... there you go. So we had Matty Sears with the weapon and then Luke Dippman. So the darling download, Sammy Highland is on fire in that respect. And Sammy loaded up. He had a big day on, well, on Saturday. Who's your guest uh, tomorrow? Uh, Paul Hamlin, who's got one. Oh, he's a he's heavyweight one, jockey. Yeah, memory, and he's yeah. got one ride at Toowoomba uh, tomorrow. So that's going to be uh, interesting to see whether we can have a hundred percent success rate. But it's a chance. Anyway, we'll talk about that with uh, with Sammy tomorrow morning. But yeah, we'll see what happens. We we are really, really uh, doing it by the skin of our teeth uh, in that respect. <laughs> now, uh, the latest news from Albion Park is that yes. the, the trotters are coming back, but the greyhounds are still a little bit away because they're waiting for this part. From overseas yeah, to do with the, the electricity, timing. the timing and all that sort of stuff. Well, and they're going to redo the track, I think, for the greyhounds. Yeah, they've got to do the sand profile. But uh, the harness begin today, so they're harnessing away this afternoon. Uh, but they can't race at night at the moment because of uh, the timing and, and that sort of thing and floodlights. So yeah. so they will continue to race during the day. As for the greyhounds, uh, a couple of weeks at least we're hearing, so uh, not too far away for the greyhounds. So it'd be great to get Albion Park back well, on track. it's a little bit sad for them because this is their – they've got this big, you know, event coming up their 50 years or whatever that Luke's been talking about. They've got the Greyhound of the Years tonight, tonight I think, yes. yeah, at the Queensland Cricklist Club, um, which will be a terrific night. So – the timing of it is not great uh, no, for them because they've got so they, yeah they've got so much involved there. Racing today is at the Sunny Coast and Rocky um, Harness Racing, as you mentioned, back at Albion Park, which is great to see. Ipswich continues to host the Greyhounds and Townsville, which means you don't have to go to Capalabar again on oh. Sunday. You'll get there eventually. Okay. As I mentioned uh, on the Darling Down, uh, the uh, punters mate, I should say. Um, I'm a little bit melancholy today because you know that since we've been on air with Breakfast with Patton Heels, there's sort of been a, you know, one horse that's followed us the whole way because you alerted it to us just after we came on air. Watch out for this horse coming from North Queensland. It's called the Herovian. 
And Heels and Patty and I adopted the People's Horse, and it's been an extraordinary ride, which um, on the track has come to an end with yep. its retirement during the week. And I'm sure Trent Edmonds, who's joining us now, is most probably feeling a little bit melancholy like the rest of us, but he'd be used to the fact, the the highs and lows of racing. And he joins us on the program this morning. G'day, Trent. How are you, mate? Oh, you better. Yeah. Brixie, <laughs> click it on. Sorry, Trent. Uh, Brixie was doing something else. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. How are you guys? Good, mate. I, as I said to, to Chris and at the start of the show, I am feeling a little bit melancholy because uh, even though I'm not an owner, not a trainer and have no association with the Horovian, I just like a great story and it has been a great story. Um, you were almost in a movie um, but just didn't quite make <laughs> it uh, and the people's horse has been retired. Yeah, um, he, he sure has. He, he obviously... Um, went back up to Steve after his latest prep prep with us and I suppose I'd just like to tip my hat to Steve and um, Steve and Tina his partner and, and Tom obviously the principal owner and what a great job they've done uh, with him um, you know uh, took took them on a ride of a lifetime and something that the horse done a lot of stuff that probably won't ever be achieved again uh, up, up in those regions and we were lucky enough to play a small part toward the end of his career. So, um, you know, he was a much-loved member of, of our uh, stable and um, obviously he was like Stephen Tina's um, baby. So, mm. uh, yeah, sad, sad, sad that he's retired, but I suppose you look back with a lot of fondness on how good of a job he'd done for everyone. Oh, absolutely. 14 of 16 wins in Queensland and 17 of 37. He led the field into the straight in the All-Star Mile. Mm. And what sort of a horse was uh, well, he still is, but uh, you know, in the stable, what sort of a horse is the Horovian? Uh, just an absolute gentleman, um, consummate professional, um, very, very easy to to deal with, and um, yeah, just a real, real people's horse. You know, just a real friendly, friendly old stager, and uh, he's fantastic. Great attitude. Trent, what was the issue? Is there an injury there that brought on the retirement? Is that that, that the main issue there? Oh, I think he um, obviously he's not he wasn't hasn't been in our care for a couple of months. Um, I think he strained a couple of tendons by all reports. So um, I suppose I don't know the finer intricacies of it, but um, you know at his age, and I would suggest uh, you know rehab period and whatnot. The guys just decided to give him a good home. Just another one uh, of of your horses that uh, was obviously a Stradbroke winner uh, a couple of years ago, Tie Zone. Now I believe he's heading towards uh, the Archer at Rockhampton. Certainly is. Um, he's been sort of ticking over. I thought his second up run at the Sunshine Coast in in what was obviously the Herovian's last ever race start was super. He, he climbed all over their backs with a huge weight and finished. He's finishing off with a full head of steam. He just didn't have much luck and. Then you forget Toowoomba. He, the other day on Wheatwood Day, he got well out of his ground, and um, oh, not Wheatwood Day, sorry, the uh, cutest dual prelude day. Got well out of his ground. He's carrying big weights, and um, you know he, he ran on, made okay ground, but not going to see the best of him until Archer Day, essentially. Um, and uh, you know we're race by race with him as well. Like he's he's done a fantastic job. Obviously, won all those races up north before coming to us um, just a little under four years ago now, and 
he's going to retire a Stradbroke winner at some mm. stage. Um, so, you know, more than a million dollars in prize money since he came down to the southeast corner. And he's a, another horse that has been really dear to our hearts. Obviously, our, our one and only Group One winner at this stage, and uh, he uh, done wonders for our profile. When can we expect to see him race next? Next Saturday, um, at the meeting next Saturday, and that'll be essentially his final run uh, before the Archer. And it will go about a month between runs or so up into that race. Trent, how is the the recent one? Well, we know down in, in New South Wales it's just been extraordinary, but the Gold Coast, Northern New South Wales, the the rain has been uh, torrential as well. How has that impacted uh, you and the stable and, and preparing your horses? Yeah, we've been getting flogged. Um, 435 mils, I think, from basically Sunday to yesterday, um, or Wednesday, I should say. So early part of the week, a little bit troublesome, sort of trying to work the horses along and, and do a bit. Um, obviously, we're all still under saddle, but you have to be a bit careful when the when you know, you know uh, massive amount of rain hits like that. It wouldn't matter where you are in the world or what facility you're in. Um, when the tracks are underwater, uh-huh, it doesn't help anyone, and, and you sort of just got to do the bare minimum. So yeah, it's, a, it's been a little bit tricky, sort of the last little bit, but um, you just got to try and adapt and make do. Mimi Lagarde tomorrow at uh, at Ramwick. Speaking of wet weather and wet tracks, etc., how do you think she'll handle the uh, the heavy ten? Uh, completely unknown, to be fair. You go off track work, um, you'd say no problem. She, well, we've been lucky enough to been able to prep her, uh, and I must give thanks to Steve Andrews, track manager here, uh, for allowing us to prep her on the course proper and, and giving us grass tracks the last sort of couple of weeks for her specifically um, when that doesn't often happen. So she's done a, a fair bit of a work on, on absolute bogs of late. And to be honest, she only had two weeks off after the Magic Millions, which seems like a long time ago now. So um, while she is first up, she's been in work for a fair long time. And I just think if uh, we get the early part of the race right and, She's sort of within striking distance at the top of the straight. Uh, you know, why, why can't she win? It's a fairly even field. I don't think there's a star. No. I'm hopeful that she's it. I agree. And I, I think uh, she only really has to handle the ground to beat them. There are, there are no stars in that race. And look, she's she's done everything right at every start, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. Um, to be honest, she's probably oh, king of Sparta. Um, had it over in the Magic Millions guineas. Um, but she'd been largely faultless prior to that even when she ran fourth I think it was in the Bill Carter as a two-year-old at a second start she had no luck whatsoever so um, yeah she's been super so far and obviously um, tomorrow is the start of what we hope is a long and successful preparation and obviously the Stradbroke um, would be the dream target for her in a couple of months time providing all goes well just want to ask you about another one of your uh, could-be potential star, Burning Bell. Looks a very nice type, Trent. Yeah, she's a really nice filly. She's quite unassuming. Um, she's taken a little while to build her rev, so to speak. Um, probably a disaster beaten first up at Ipswich mm. on that Sunday meeting they had, but um, she's won with good authority at her maiden Um two starts ago and the other day still done plenty wrong I thought she was really going to smash them and then wanted to wander out again 
Um, so I would suggest a set of blinkers would do the trick for her. She actually got galloped on pretty badly as well. So there was a, a fair bit of merit in the effort. Um, and I think we'll see her over the Scone Carnival. There's a three-year-old Phillies listed race. I think it's Denise's Joy on the Saturday. Uh, I think we'll see her there with a set of blinkers applied and fresh up into that. Big, long, big, long straight, good fair track at Scone. Uh, very important that we try and chase black types these young fillies. And uh, if she could get there in one piece, then I'm sure she'll run a good race. We've got a high opinion of her. And um, she is really sort of jumped out the ground in the last two or three months. Just uh, on that Sunshine Coast win last week, this is probably a question uh, for Ryan rather than yourself. But with the rail out so far, as we know, at the sunny coast, I think it was 10 metres on that day, they get out to that crown of the track and they don't have to come very wide to be on the crown. Do you think that that could put her off a little bit? Because she just seemed to wobble and it's always hard to make ground when you're on the downside of the crown. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Um, uh, you know, and I don't think people that don't know a great deal about the Sunshine Coast track or, or haven't been there before would completely sort of understand that. When the rail's out 10 metres, the crown's not a great deal of distance from the inside fence. Mm. So, when you look like you're going to make a run, if you've got a back marker that looks like it's sort of going to get down the middle of the track or get out wide, they always look like they're going to let rip. And because they're not running on even ground, they're running on that opposite side of the camber, Yeah, they don't let rip and, and let down as you know good as they should. So, um, yeah, I think there was, as you just suggested, a fair bit of merit in that run because I, I feel she got on the opposite side of the camber and yes. um, was still good enough to win. Trent, just before we let you go, we're in April now, so the Winter Carnival will be here before we know it. Anything that has you excited heading into uh, the Winter Carnival, which will be here soon? Yeah, look, um, I suppose we might be a bit thin on the ground for um, older horses uh, now um, with a couple of retirements, but obviously Mimi Lagarde, uh, Alpine Edge is due to trial Monday if they take place. He's going better than I've ever seen him. He's certainly gone from a boy to a man now he, he looks great and um a young horse that won at Ipswich the other day Jamaican Rumba he's down to run in the next couple of days as well really high quality colt uh very sharp sprinter so uh, probably those three are our best lot for the winter carnival and um yeah, should keep an eye out for them good on you mate great to talk to you and um yeah hopefully uh it's a big winter carnival. Mimi Lagarde tomorrow, race 10 uh, mm, at the end impatient. of the Well, yes, and uh, let's hope we get to race 10. It's not like Rose Hill uh, last week. Uh, we'll have our fingers crossed for you, mate. Thanks for your time. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Thanks, sir. And there he is, Thanks, Trent, Trent Edmonds. And, uh, yeah, race 10 at Randwick with the rain continuing to fall. I think it might be chopped up a little by that stage. Yeah, there might be a few divots uh, well, at that stage. Well, her go is to get to the outside and run on, so she'll be coming very wide, I would say. And has a reasonable jockey on board. I think James McDonald yeah. knows what he's doing, yeah. and Jerry Harvey, the owner. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's a feather in the cap for for Toby and Trent to have that there, which is good. Uh, to have Jerry Harvey give them a horse to look exactly. after. It's exactly. outstanding. We're able to take a break here on the Punters, mate. Uh, it's all thanks to Racing Queensland at 22 past nine. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning for the Punters Mate. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing across the Sunshine State, and there is a little bit of sunshine around at the moment for a change. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. I know you probably drove in in the dark, Mark, yes. but I can tell you when I got here, and it was dark when I left as well, which is the first time for a while. 
The days are getting shorter, but there wasn't a cloud in the sky when I got here. It's beautiful okay. out there. There you go, in about 28 degrees in southeast Queensland. Yep. This morning, follow, fold, or forgive. Flop, turn, river. You got any idea what that is? <laughs> no, no idea. Tell Poker. me. Poker. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So you get dealt two cards. Yep. And then the flop is when they put three downs, um, Texas Hold'em. Yep. The turn is yep. the fourth card, and the river is the final card. Would so there you never go. have flop, known that. turn, river. That's a poker turn. That's poker. I'll look at the breeding Texas after. Hold'em. That'd be yep. probably something to do with the breeding. Anyway, flop, turn, river. I'll have a look while you're gibbering away. Yeah, was making uh, his debut at uh, Doombin last week in the same race as Steady Ready. He drew a wide gate. Now, he trialed really well. He really took the eye from the trials, but he drew wide, and that was going to be the problem. But, gee, that he makes some ground late. Very good performance by Flop Turn River. So he is a definite follow, as is Steady Ready, but that's obvious. So Flop Turn River, follow at a race one at Doombin last okay. week. Okay. Uh, Sire, better than Ready. Yeah. Dam Zarapova. Gives you absolutely nothing. No. Sire of the Dam was Testarossa, so nothing there. Might just be poker fans. Yep. You never know. Uh, what'd you say? I wasn't listening. Oh, jeez. Was that a flop, fold, or forgive? Or flop. <laughs> flop, fold, follow, fold, or forgive. Sorry, it's been a Follow. Little... Follow. Night Mariner. I'll, I'll listen to this one. Night Mariner, uh, well, he was the favourite in race two last week, and it looked his race, but unfortunately got held up on the home turn in the early part of the straight. And while he did that, slow hands got through along the inside for Kyle Wilson, Taylor, and Kelly Schweder and was able to score a winning break or race away and uh, get that winning break. Night Mariner ran on, but he was never going to get slow hands. That cost him that uh, that lack of running near the home turn there. So we will forgive Night Mariner. Tuscany Bound. Well, I'm going to forgive this one too because I was quite keen on Tuscany Bound last week in race three. I can tell you he ran last. He was beaten 8.65 lengths off the back of two really good wins at the Sunny Coast. The simple uh, reason for that was he just did not go a yard on the heavy ground. He did not handle it one little bit. So we'll wait for Tuscany Bound to get back on a good track and follow him. Or we'll put him in the forgive file. But, uh, okay. yeah, definitely. Well, you know what I think of every time I hear Tuscany? The, um, to... the maestro and Elaine oh, off to yeah. Tuscany. And you know what, mate? Away. There's no houses to rent there either. And it is, No, there's not. And um, it is uh, the place to be. The place to be. Place That's to right. Be. Yeah. Good on you, maestro. Uh, news, Bob, is, Bob. news is next. Scott Cross from Crossbet will update us on the markets after that. Is the punters, mate, on SEN. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson with you on this Friday morning. Time to take, check the latest betting markets with Crossbet. A good mate, Scott, Scott Cross, is joining me. G'day, mate. How are you? Very, very well, mate. How are you? I'm well. First of all, did you brave the elements? Were you a true red in heading out to Suncorp Stadium last Saturday night in that torrential rain they got at the ground, or did you stay at home? No, mate, I, I, I braved it out, but I well won't done. lie. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it wasn't raining in the seats where I was at, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Reds and the Brumbies tomorrow night? Should be another cracker. They are the two best teams in uh, the Oz part of the Super Rugby. 
Oh, mate, look, this this is one, it, it kills me. If I, if I was betting with my head, I would take the Brumbies uh, at $2.39 and even the plus line at two and a half. Um, but the heart says the Reds at $1.56. I, I think we're short. We've got Nengunu coming back. However, mate, this is, I'm very excited about this match. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than the, uh, than the odds are saying. Yeah, Liam, right back as well. They are very enticing odds for the Brumbies because there's never much between the two. Uh, and I think, no. uh, yeah, I think I saw a stat earlier. I heard a stat earlier. I think seventeen of the last eighteen won by the home side or something like that. It's um, it's an interesting stat that the home team seems to dominate, but there's never much between them. It should be a cracking game tomorrow night, the Reds and the should Brumbies. Be. Yeah. Uh, while we look like we've got rid of the last of the rain for the time being, doesn't seem to be the case in Sydney. So it's going to be. Uh, an interesting day, punting-wise, at Randwick, the, the start of the championships, four Group 1s. We'll look at the Doncaster and the TJ Smith. Yeah, so the, the TJ Smith, look, this is exciting again. We've got, you know, the super horses, Nature Strip and Eduardo, going at it again. Uh, Mars Crusader has also seen some money come for it with uh, William Pike on the back of it. I, I, I struggle to split Nature Strip and Eduardo. I always seem to get it wrong, but... I think for this one, the, the, there's value in Shelby 66. Mm. He always seems to be there to spoil the party. Opened at eight, in at six dollars. Uh, yeah, Tommy Berry knows how to ride it, and it's the market mover. And if I had to pick one at six bucks, I'm going to take Shelby 66. He's a great story, isn't he, Scott? I mean, he won a highway race something like four starts ago. It's crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah, no, it's a great story, and hopefully he can get the it, job it done. It can't, can it? it yeah, can't. well, he won a Group One last time. Yeah, I know, I know, this I is know. Tougher, but I yeah. know, but I mean, you know, sometimes fairy tales do sort of come to an end. But yeah, it should be a cracking race tomorrow. What about the Doncaster? Oh, look, the Doncaster's always, it's one of my favourite races, but a huge field. Um, It's really hard to pick these ones, but the the punters have come for two horses, and I'm I'm sure it's of no surprise. Uh, I'm thunderstruck with Huey Bowman on the back, Uh, and the favourite, Forbidden Love, with Jamie Carr, uh, opened at 4.50. It's the market mover and the favourite. It's at uh, $3.80, but, geez, with such a a wide field and some quality horses in it, I mean, when's the last time you've seen Ice Bath at $19? Uh, it's, It's a very, very hard race and for me I, I, I don't think I can pick one uh, and for me this is going to be one that I'm going to throw some exotics at. Well if you're looking at a story and there's always stories in sport you know some sort of little hidden story and this isn't really hidden it's the last day in the partnership for the Friedman brothers so yeah, maybe that might be you know the, the story of the weekend they finish their partnership but winning the Doncaster group one. If you're looking for Wouldn't some, that be a good story? Yeah some little omen bet potentially there. Uh, NRL we've got the Broncos and the Warriors. Broncos and Warriors, yeah, exciting match. The Broncos are $1.60, the Warriors at $2.35. Once again, I think this might be a match that's a lot closer uh, than the odds predict. The line's only three and a half. I'm actually going to go against the Broncos here, and I'm going to tip the Warriors oh. at plus three and a half. Okay, interesting. I mean, they want to improve their form, the Warriors, but they are at Redcliffe uh, for this game. Um, and the Broncos were disappointing second half against the Cowboys last week, but uh, their first half they was They were. They don't seem to be clicking yet. Yeah, first half was reasonable, but uh, the Warriors, they want to be better than they have been to start the year. And finally, I think the Lions are the shortest prize favourite potentially in any of the uh, caves we've got over the weekend against North at the Gabba. Yeah, look, the Lions are at a dollar and eight cents. North Melbourne is at seven dollars fifty in a two-horse race. Oh, look, 
I don't think anyone's giving North Melbourne a, a chance. The line is crazy. It's 44 and a half. I don't know whether the Lions can cover the line at 44 and a half. That's a mouthful, but uh, it's very, very hard to pick, uh, pick against them up here at the Gabber and against any competition, let alone North Melbourne. I know a guy, and he might be listening right now, but he is actually helping to hold the banner up for North Melbourne tonight when they run out onto the ground. So there will be a North Melbourne supporter there. <laughs> Guaranteed. Well, well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully um, he enjoys tonight and gets back there again tomorrow to do it tomorrow. That's what? why maybe North are going that bad because the game is tomorrow. You imbecile. <laughs> well, they, with a head start, they'd probably still get beaten. Yeah. So, what do they do? They raffle that off, do they? For their, no, the I mean, you're squad the Victor- usually. Yeah, you're the, the Victorian. Squad so, does that. so, who decides that? Who decides who gets to hold which part of the banner? And well, I don't know which part, but they okay. all just hold on. For is the there life. a hierarchy thing in oh, the there banner holding? Oh, would be holding? for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, the cheer squads look after all those. So but North Melbourne on... wouldn't have a big cheer squad in Melbourne, and they certainly wouldn't have a lot okay. up here. So, so depending on where you are in the pecking order of the the cheer squad, as to what part of the banner you hold, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you could probably get a gig there, Mark, because there wouldn't be any North Melbourne I shan't be doing that. I'm working tomorrow night, so I shan't be doing that anyway. But, um, yeah, it always intrigues me about these banner holders at the AFL. It's a big moment for us. It is a big moment. It's a huge moment. You're on the ground. Sorry, Scott, you've got other things to do rather than hearing us dribble about nothing. Good on you, mate. We'll um, chat with you next Friday. Enjoy the Reds. You guys have a great weekend. And, uh, yes, uh, up the mighty Reds. Take see, care. See you, mate. We'll chat to you next week. Well, he's uh, swanning around as a sponsor, you know, yeah. the Reds. So he, when he said it wasn't raining or I was, he'd be in some corporate box. But you've got to get from the, the car to the corporate uh, box. I'll be at North Ipswich Reserve for the Jets and the Capras tomorrow night in the uh, Host Plus Cup yeah. as well while he's doing that. I might – no, I don't think I'll get home in time to watch it. So, But anyway, there you go. The haves and haves nots. What sort of a commentary box do you get there? Uh, reasonable, yeah. So you would think out there, so it's better than a lot. Um, a lot of grounds, it's a caravan. Uh, when I was doing it for Channel Nine, because <laughs> they don't have commentary boxes at those suburban grounds, we used to be in a caravan. Channel Nine had their own little really? minivan, yeah, minivan that they'd set up and take from that? ground to ground. Oh, just in in uh, you know on the on the hill and stuff like that. Yeah, it wasn't too bad actually. I like caravans. We're going to take a break because we've got another guest and we've got your um, your weekend forecast as well. 22 to 10 on the punters, mate. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Queensland is racing right across the Sunshine State, and uh, it's going to be a big weekend of racing all around the country, but particularly here in southeast Queensland, because Eagle Farm is back. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Weekend forecast. Just on Eagle Where do you Farm. Want to start? Yeah. Just on Eagle yeah. Farm, Mark. Soft five they've got at the moment. It'll yeah, be a good form. Yeah. That'll change, yeah. But yeah. Um, track, I, I thought, played really well. The, the few meetings we've had back, I think it's played very fair. Uh, and I think that that grass, that kikuya they're trying to get around there, I don't know a lot about it, but I, I think it's softening up that, that – it's cushioning it more than it, than it was. So so I get a feeling that Eagle Farm is on the right track. I certainly, certainly hope so. And I love I love Eagle Farm because it's always dry and there's nothing I hate more than a wet track, Mark. So, so. you're looking forward to Randwick tomorrow, obviously. <laughs> no, not so at all. So where do you want to start, Eagle Farm or tonight – at the sunny coast. Well, let's go to the sunny coast first. Final night meeting of the uh, the current season. So if you haven't been out to a night meeting there and you're in the area, pop on out. First race at 6 o'clock. Uh, a bit sad, really. It'll be another few months until we get Why another do you night go? meeting. I do go sometimes, okay. yeah. But if I don't, I watch them on telly, and it's good okay. to watch on a Friday night. There's not a lot on. Well, there is now with uh, with more footy on, yeah. but um, not uh, so much in the, uh, in the Christmas months, except for a bit of Big Bash. But anyway, that's beside the point. We will go to race number... 
two, horse number 11, Sawitie. Mm, that was, Steph's, that was Steph's best. Yeah, well, there you go. A couple of weeks back when it got scratched, I think. Oh, the races last were week. abandoned, was it? No, it was last Saturday in the first race against um, Steady Ready. Right. But uh, they scratched you to the wet track. Right. So Sawitie turns up here off the back of a good trial. A few scratchings here, which uh, brings the horse in three places. So we'll jump from gate number seven, uh, which is helpful. And trial well, had the one start, was a good effort. So you think... If uh, Steph can get across on Sawitie, she'll be a bit too good for these. So race two, number 11. Uh, we go to race number three, horse number one, Good Bean. Now, Good Bean had a couple of runs, second at Ipswich on debut in good time behind Preach, and then ran uh, on the poly track and won a race on a Wednesday, I think it was, just bolted in, went straight to the front. Went to town at Eagle Farm last time. Mucus in the nostril, Mark. Wouldn't be too pleasant when you're trying to run around a track. So there were excuses there when Good Bean was out of the placings. It's a $5.50 chance, I think, can bounce back here. So race three, number one, Good Bean. Go to race number five. Actually, make it four. Horse number five, Dry Times. Tony Gollan, Ryan and Maloney. You can back this one each way. Good run first up at the Sunshine Coast. Then third on the poly last time. I think should be primed here. Third up from a break. Looks well placed. So race four, number five, Dry Times. And probably my best of the entire night comes up in the last. Race seven, number two, Tickler. Uh, Boris Thornton for Ryan Tyrrell. Tickler's had uh, three runs back, a win and two placings. Latest one of those at Doombin last Saturday. Ran on well behind Smart Image. This looks a very, very winnable race for Tickler. So race seven, number two. So that's the sunny coast. What about Eagle Farm tomorrow? Eagle Farm, the day, it's one of those sort of each way days on a lot of races. But I think the earlier races are the the better chances. Race one, number two, Sale. Very impressive Doombin winner over 2,200 metres. That was three back, uh, two back, sorry. Then went to the Gold Coast after a break last start. 1,800 metres, ran on nicely late. Just was held up in the straight. Had to come around a few horses and ran on well. 2,200 metres tomorrow, perfect for sale. I think can win that first race. So race one, number two. Race two, number three, Hang Five is one of these O'Day Hoisted youngsters that's going really well. Uh, an Eagle Farm winner last time out came from back in the field, came very wide, circled them, and one running away in a race where they went hard early. That suggests you'll get further, gets that further uh, tomorrow up to 1,400 metres. So race two, number three. And race three, number nine, Abracadazzle, I think is close to a win. Tony Gollan again. Uh, unlucky at Doombin, two back. Out of its grade last time, was only beaten a length. Back to a class three, well-weighted. And I think can win. So race three, number nine, Abracadazzle. They're my best three for Eagle Farm. Now, I haven't spoken to Steph. I haven't uh, asked her what her best is for tomorrow, but I'm putting in Simply Fly. Yeah, I've got Simply Fly on top. It, it, he's very good fresh. He's a nutcase of a horse. Mm. Now, last preparation, Steph didn't ride him, which was, I don't know why, the preparation before she did and had good success. Last prep, no success. So she might be lucky a lucky charm. Yeah, a lucky yeah. charm. She knows, she, how, she knows how to settle yeah. this horse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's got the touch. So I think with the pace on up front, he's got a good chance of running home over the top of them, Simply Fly. So, yeah, I think he's got a good chance. Hopefully she's focused because it's been wedding, you know, she's been focusing on the wedding this week. She didn't come on on Thursday and Heels is trying to organise Ben's Bucks party. So it's very oh, busy, <laughs> very busy at the moment. We've got our listeners working out where they can have their reception uh, and everything. So, so it's all out of their hands. It's all out of their hands. <laughs> Heels is after the Bucks party and... The listeners are organising the reception. Yours is doing the Bucks party. Yeah. Wow! So there you go. So look, she's got another good ride there. Yeah, race six, number eleven, Trevelyan. I think it's okay. got a good chance. We'll take a break. A uh, big meeting coming up at the Gold Coast as well. Yes, there We're, is a uh, big meeting tomorrow. But next Saturday yep. is the Men Matter Race Day, and we'll have a chat to Ian Brown after the break on the Punters, mate. 
This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Friday morning with Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson here on SEN. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Aquas Park Gold Coast in action again tomorrow. It's been a bit wet in southeast mm. Queensland. The Gold Coast has seemed to have cost the, co- copped the brunt of it. We've got uh, the racing manager for Aquas Park Gold Coast, Ian Brown, on the line to talk about a couple of things, but I thought we should first of all ask how the track has held up with the rain. Morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks. Morning, gents. How are you? Good. How is the track? It's wet. It's wet. We had almost 400 mils of rain on Monday, Tuesday, and early Wednesday morning this week. So it stopped around midday on Wednesday, and we've had the sun out and steady breeze blowing since then so it is drying out but i'd anticipate it'll still be heavy for tomorrow's races that's what i was going to say so it's still a heavy 10 there wouldn't be any chance of a possible upgrade you wouldn't think wouldn't matter oh really. maybe slight but i'd be very surprised if it gets just to soft now just before we talk about uh the big meeting you've got next week at the gold coast turf club there just some other news uh, picked up on during the week ian uh Navesh Ramdani has now been announced the general manager of racetracks for uh, for the Gold Coast and Bow Desert. That's a that's a big appointment. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge coup for not just the Gold Coast Turf Club, but I think you know racing in Queensland. Yeah, he's very experienced at what he does, and it's just another you know shot in the arm of confidence for our industry. For have someone like that up here, he's going to be a big help managing our tracks, but also the infrastructure upgrades we've got, you know, coming up towards the second half of this year. And for those who don't know, he, of course, was in charge at Randwick. Yeah, the ATC, Randwick, Rosehill, Canterbury, Warwick Farm, they've had some, you know, track upgrades there, infrastructure upgrades. So, um, yeah, it brings a lot of experience to the table. Mark, is it just me or someone seems to arrive in Queensland every week from uh, from down south? Yeah, more usually Victorians, yep. less New South Wales, but you Victorians seem to come up. But, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, becoming a, a recurring theme. Having said that, I did it about 20-something years ago, so I can't you complain. You started the ball yeah, roll. I can't complain. It's just racing. When we had Jack Bruce uh, yeah. last week talking yeah. to Jack, leaving um, leaving the Ma Eustace stable to go on his own, he's coming to Queensland. Yeah. There seems to be someone every week, whether it be jockeys, trainers. Lee uh, Friedman was. Well, Lee, Friedman, yeah. Lee Friedman. On the just, Gold Coast. Yep, yeah. yep. So yeah. it's... Uh, it's a great place to come, that's for sure. Now, just uh, mentioning next week, it's a big day at the Gold Coast Turf Club, Ian, with the Men Matter Race Day. Yeah, that's right. Huge day. Just um, raising funds for men's health. Um, Chairman Brett Cook kicked it off last year with a huge event in the event centre. Um, so that's packed out again next Saturday. We've got 900 people in there. We've still got some tickets in the in the restaurants available for anyone who wants to come along and for those who can't make it, uh, they can go online to our website, gctc.com.au, and um, buy some tickets for the raffles to win. I think it's a boat, a car, quad bike, um, all sorts of things. Brett's organised, so should be a great day. Now, I've got some old, um, an old bit of information here, but it might still be current. Um, Vince Sorrenti, is he still uh, the comedian performing? Yeah, correct. That's right. He'll be here in the event centre on the day. Haven't heard of Vince for some time now. Well, COVID has it, meant that... Around, not, I think. Yeah, is COVID he another one that's moved to the Gold Coast? No, no, no. COVID means you can't get around as much as you used to, but yeah, Vince is well and truly still around. Very funny man. You'll get yeah, us. no, he'll be good. He'll be good for a laugh. I've, I've heard him at a few sportsmen's lunches, so it should be good fun for all. Just have to be careful what you say on stage these days too. We don't want to see any no, be fun. Oscars type... So, GCTC, not easy to say, Ian. You did it very well. <laughs> GCTC.com.au for more information. And there are still some tickets available. 
That's right. Yeah, just if you jump on the um, online on that website, you'll be able to get your tickets and also, as I said, buy tickets into the raffle um, and all proceeds will go to the um, charities that we're supporting on the day. So, mate, fingers crossed we've seen the last of the worst of the weather mm. and the track, even though it'll be a heavy track tomorrow, hopefully by race time next week for the Men Matters race day that we're down to a soft or even a good four. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time and good luck with uh, everything. Thanks very much. There is Ian Brown, the racing manager at Aquas Park, Gold Coast. A lot of rain. Yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? 400 mils of rain. Uh, You wonder how any track can stay uh, above water in those sort of conditions. the Gold Coast Titans didn't. Their training facility at Parkwood didn't stay above water. Uh, so they got flooded there. They had to go and train at Tugan. At, uh, down at uh, Pigabine, Tweed, the Tweed Seagulls, they can't play their game this weekend. They have to move it further up the Gold Coast because they can't even get to their club and, and playing facilities there. So, And, of course, Northern New South Wales, Lismore well, yeah, smashed worse. again. Yeah, so um, it's just been extraordinary. Uh, but having said that, I remember heading into summer, they were forecasting a lot of rain, a very wet summer. Well, it was going to be it a La, were, La Nina La or Nina, La Nina or whatever La Nina, they call it. And, yeah. and I remember saying a month or so ago, uh, oh, it didn't eventuate. Yeah, it's Maybe six weeks, didn't eventuate. That was all the false alarm and then bang. Yeah. And New South Wales, Sydney continues to cop it, so we'll see what happens tomorrow with that meeting at Randwick. Fingers crossed it doesn't go the way of, of Rose Hill. Just on uh, Monday, man, we've got a meeting at uh, Doombin on Monday, of course. Don't forget oh, that. We? Yeah, we uh, we missed out oh, last Wednesday. A, yeah, yeah, that's right. So that we've got, got a Monday meeting at Doombin. Uh, that should be a good meeting. Nice to have a meeting on a Monday, something oh, different. Okay, so I might have to get your tips off. Yeah, that's fine. Right? Yeah. You call me Monday, I'll have some tips for you. No yeah. problems whatsoever. Okay. My pleasure, Mark. Righto. So that's Monday. You're on your caravan? Mon- no, no, no. I'll be in here because. Uh, Paddy, I don't think he'll be back Monday because he's no. not feeling 100%. So I'm um, back on Monday morning with Pat and Heels and uh, also tomorrow afternoon at uh, North Tippie Reserve for the Host Plus Cup and looking forward to maybe a couple of hours at home on Sunday. That's about, all, that's about all we have time for. Good luck with your tips over the weekend. Yeah, it promises to be a, a really good weekend, a good day at Eagle Farm, as I said. It looks a, a nice day. Uh, betting each way. Get a couple of those home. We'll be doing well. And four group ones tomorrow at Randwick. Yeah, so, um, yeah. We see Nature Strip, Eduardo, Shelby 66. Yeah. Can he upset them? And the Greyhound of the Year tonight. tonight Luke yep. Gatehouse will have his black tie. It should be a black tie there. Hopefully Luke's got his black tie on. Maggie Moo Moo, Extra Malt and Spotted Elk, I think, are the three. Good stuff. And two of them are sisters. Well, they're, all, they're all um, girls all, and two of them from the same litter, which makes them sisters. I'm impressed with your greyhound knowledge there, Mark. Queensland is racing. The action continues right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. We'll catch you next week.